Happy Weirdness Day! Hey guys, we're back again on another Wednesday. This is our podcast on Wednesdays We Talk Weird. Um, and here we're going to talk about everything from the ooky to the spooky. So, um, we were initially going to talk about astrology this week. Um, however, after kind of researching it, we found out that it is... It's a uh, rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty it's a pretty huge topic to cover. We might come back and revisit it on a later date. We might like put it into parts. Um, you know, but you know, for now we're kind of scrapping that idea, so that's where we're at with it. Um, but me and Ivy, we have actually been quarantined together and um we've been uh watching a lot of stuff on the Netflix here and uh one thing that we ended up watching it's a docu-series called Wild Wild Country and um it's actually really interesting it's about the um brush nishis and it got us talking about you know we kind of ended up having this like debate about cults and kind of what makes a cult and you know stuff like that so um this week's topic is we're going to go ahead and talk about cults so mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know, like the big ones, you know, like, um, like the Manson family, you know, ev- everybody knows about Charles Manson and his people, you know, um, people, no, Waco, oh, Waco, yeah, Waco's a big one, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, of course, um, you know, Jim Jones and his people, the Heaven's Gate people, I mean, those are all, like, really bad establishments, right? I mean, but it's not, like... That, that's not the only that, that's not the only thing that qualifies as a cult you know once you start getting into it you kind of find that there are these other you know organizations that you might not think are like a cult um so we're going to kind of cover you know a little bit of everything and talk about you know the different types and you know the differences between them so i don't know where should we start uh, do you want to start with the bad ones or i mean i think they get a bad rap so i think we should kind of start with Something that's a little more mainstream. Okay. Uh, something that people can understand uh, a little bit more and not have a stigma necessarily attached to it, which I feel like every kind of religious organization is going to have. Right. But, like, the most common one, I guess you could say, would be, like, Christianity. It's not yeah. in every form. Right. Occult, but right. in some uh, parts of the religion, it can definitely be seen as such. So, I mean, well, that could be a good starting point. Yeah, it's definitely got that like it's definitely got that that cult like mentality to it. You know, it's like you know, basically, I mean, you know, what is a cult? I guess we'll start there. You yeah. know, what what constitutes as a cult? I, you know, I guess really it would be any group of people that follow kind of one one way, you know, that they, they kind of have one, you they know, fall state under of mind. the category of being manipulated and controlled. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't I would say that that could be part part of a cult, but I wouldn't necessarily say that that's what defines a cult. I would think it's just like I mean, me personally, you know, I think that it's more of a of a again, a group of people that follow a certain way or a certain lifestyle, you know, and that could be you know, damn near anything. But, you know, then of course when you're talking like Christianity and stuff, you know, they all follow a certain type of way. They have rituals and, you right. know, things like that that they do, um, you know, regularly that, that goes along with that kind of mindset. 
Um, but it is a, it is, it can be a harmful thing, you know? Yeah. It also depends on the kind of emphasis you put on the word too, you know, like cult classics, you know, that doesn't really have a negative connotation, but it still kind of has that cult-like feel it because has that mentality. it has a strong following. Right. Well, right. It's got that, that cult-like mentality. Um, you know, one thing that I know, you know, everybody's talking about, obviously we have talked about a lot is, you know, of course, Tiger King. <laughs> right. And those people, you know, they're all, you know, they have that kind that they're kind of a cult. The, the big cat people are kind of a cult. You know, they all kind of, they live their life based off of one certain aspect of it, and that's centered around big cats. You know, whether whether you're on, you know, Joe's side of it, you know, where he's, you know, doing the breeding and stuff for certain, you know, for conservation, or you're on, you know, that Carol's side Carol of it, right, Baskin. that bitch Carol Baskin, you know, or if you're, you know, Doc Antle with his fucking harem that he had of women, you know, right. that's, those are kind of, I mean, those that's a cult. I mean, that's this, that's not, that's no different than... You know, um, from fucking Heaven's Gate. You know what I mean? Except n- not everybody dies in the end. Only right. only Don Lewis died in the end of that. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, there's like this central idea that's kind of bringing all of these people together. Right. Exactly. And that's kind. I mean, that's kind of you know when you talk about cults, that's what it is. They don't necessarily have to have that that um, negative stigma tied to it. It just really depends. So. You know, with religion, just religion in general. I mean, Christianity, of course, you know, is a big one. Um, you know, but but you know, I mean, you grew up in that kind of yeah, in that kind of situation. Um, you know, watch, share a little bit about that. I mean, well, the the whole situation of it was just really weird. You know, people had different obligations that they had to fill based off of their gender. So, you know, a man is to supply for the home and a woman is to take care of the home and the children and things like that. Now, it wasn't to such a strict degree that, say, women couldn't work, but, you know, it's not uncommon that uh, an apostolic housewife wasn't just a housewife. And, you know, that's not to say that being a housewife is anything negative. That's actually a very tough job, you know. Right. If your home is your job, like, there's no reason that you can't have your house clean. There's no reason that you can't prepare a meal. You know, like, there's obligations that come along with it that make that task alone challenging. Especially when it, you know, the responsibility lies on one individual solely. Oh, yeah, dude. Being a house, being a housewife is... is fucking difficult i was i was a housewife for two years yeah it's you know it's definitely not easy yeah and i i feel like even that alone gets a bad rap you know people right. consider it lazy or whatever you sure know, uh you know trying to find a sugar daddy type situation and you know that's not always the case right but you know so within that there was things like you know women couldn't cut their hair they couldn't right. wear makeup couldn't wear jewelry uh, men weren't even allowed to wear shorts. Um, you know, they had to cut their hair, couldn't go past their eyebrows or their ears, which is like, why is that the standard? Like, where did this come from? Like, why well, it's is like, that? What, if, if, they di- if they didn't abide by those rules, they were going to hell? Is that, <laughs> is that, what, is that the punishment there? <laughs> I think that's how some people viewed it, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that was well. just their obligation that they felt they ne- needed to fill Right. through their religious purpose. Um, so I feel like if, you know, 
like yeah it would look be be looked down upon from the the church itself yeah. you know it would be like uh you need to cut your hair <laughs> but you know i don't necessarily think that it has any kind of specific religious tie yeah. now the women not cutting their hair is considered the veil so okay. you know it's it, it it kind of relates a lot to like um Native American practices where, you know, it's it's not as deep in my opinion, you know, when it comes to, like, the Native Americans you know, they basically believe that your hair is like an antenna, so you're more receptive to energies, you're able to pick I've up on things, that. yeah I didn't know that um, That's like, most hunters had long hair because, you know, I guess they could feel the wind differently or you know, whatever it may be. I'm, you know, I'm not Native American. I don't claim to be uh, Native American or anything like that. So I can't really speak on it to such a degree. Right. But, you know, that is what I have read about. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of Native American culture is very interesting. But, you know, it, it, like a lot of religions... You know, they tend to have similar qualities. Um, you know, like a lot of the stories that are told through many religions are essentially the same story, just different characters and different areas of the world. Well, and you said, like, you, you said a specific word. You said um, culture. And so it's like, you know. Cult. Sure. Well, culture, right. But is it, you know, is it. Is it part of the culture or is it because it's a cult? I mean, I think personally, the difference between the two is a very thin line. Right. Um, you know, but I think that, you know, where you get that cult mentality is when you are taking things to the extreme. Yeah. I also think it comes from uh, incorporating a, a higher entity. Usually, you know, when it comes to culture, it's more of a way of life. When it comes right. to a cult, it's more of a way of Spiritual. practice well, it's or a way of spirituality yeah, rather than it's a just way a lifestyle. Of, right, it's like a way of following, right. um, and you know, kind of really solidifying what your actions say towards your cause. True. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I haven't really, I, I haven't really thought about the difference there. When you do think of like major cults, they do typically have, you know, some type of, you know, Messiah. higher, right, higher being. I mean, you know, the Heaven's Gate people, it was, you know, space Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, then you have, well, I mean, I guess with Charles Manson, his was more, his was more society was, was the higher power. Right. Because with him, he was, you know, he was all about, um, he wanted to start a race war. Um, he wanted to kind of take down the man. I mean, he, he and he had a lot of really good ideals. And I, I know people are probably going to shit on me for saying that. But he wasn't completely incorrect. It's just the way he went about it was incorrect. Right. And, you know, that's, <laughs> when it comes to cults, it's not necessarily so much what they stand for is wrong. Yeah. It's usually the way they, they go about things that is actually wrong. Right. You know, like with Wild Wild Country. Yeah. You know, they... Yeah, their their cause was great, but then it was like once they got pushback from people, then they really just... They took it too far. They lost it. They, they just, did. You know, but it, it kind of goes back to the, the apostolic people. You know, they have 
this superiority to them that they feel they have to infringe on the rights of others. And, right. You know, have to go and, you know, be against LGBTQIA plus communities and, right. you know, things like that and women that have been divorced. And it's like, and it, it's crazy because sometimes that stuff is so favored. Like when it comes to women and divorce, it's like, okay, well, what about the man? Right. You know, right. Like so much focus is put on other individuals aside from, you know, like the root cause. Right. Exactly. Well, because, you know, obviously some of those things can't, you know, sometimes you can't control getting a divorce. Or, right. You know, or, you know, it, it's called for, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous how, you know, some of the, the ideals kind of end up getting just because I'm sure that they started off as, as, you know, really logical. Right. And that's what I, that's what I'm saying with the extremes. Like they, I'm sure they started off with some good reason to feel a certain type of way about certain ideals, um, but you know times times change for one. exactly. Um, you know people change, society changes, and you know these people have to learn how to you know change with the times. Otherwise, I mean they're going to end up being you know just they're they're going to be they're going to end up stuck in their. And, and their superiority complex. Well, just like, you know, again, back to the Ross niches. When they um, they came into that town, the antelope. And um, so, I, you know, I guess we'll, we'll kind of start over. We'll give a little bit of explanation here. Um, uh, the, the Ross niches built a community in Oregon. And um, it was a commune. And, I mean, they were pretty, I mean, they were a peaceful people, you know, mm-hmm. and they just kind of worked for themselves and with themselves and for the community. And mostly highly educated people. Most, and they were, yeah. They, they, a lot of the people on there were extremely intelligent um, yeah, within their community. their assets. They used the education that they have gained right. to... To allow this commune to exactly you know, rise exactly so what happened was i mean basically the government came in and you know was you know pissed off that they were kind of doing their own thing and living off the land so they were trying to um, find a way to kick them out the solution that they found was to go to the next town over is a little town called antelope and it said it was a population of like 40 people at the time mm-hmm. and they were going to buy the properties on the land to be able to um, kind of own that town so that they could get work their way into the government aspect of it and have more control over their commune. Um, well, the people of the town didn't take too kindly to it. They Well, I mean, the townspeople really pushed them into doing that, too. It wasn't just like they were like, oh, we need to take over. You know, well, they... there was nothing wrong with what they were doing in the beginning. They were just buying properties that were already up for sale. You know, they they were just doing, I mean, what they were already, all the rights they were given to do. It's just that they weren't trying to really take over the town, per se. Um, but, you know, the town itself was a dying town anyway. Right. You know, the 40 people left. Well, and they didn't even buy the property, start buying the properties until the town was actually pushing back on them and, you know, basically telling them that they're not welcome, that they well, don't understand what's going on. I thought that was more the, the government itself rather than because they were doing, they were making their own water systems and, you know, stuff like that. Well, that stuff like that. came later. Um, I think it was a, a thousand friends of Oregon that actually. That's right started the whole thing but that actually might be a government agency i don't know i've never really looked into it but um first it was the townspeople then it was a thousand friends of oregon and then it was like the larger government that really started to crack down well i mean but either
either way, um, the uh, Roshanishas ended up um, almost buying out this entire town. And, um, you know, when they did that, a lot of the townspeople were people that were already, they were older, they were already set in their ways, and, you know, they didn't like that. Which is kind of ridiculous because um, people from all over the world would come to that this, this town and, um, and visit. They had a hotel there. They owned, like, multiple, you know, little discos and diners and things like that. They were bringing money into this town. Yeah. Well, and they also had stuff in, in Portland, too. It wasn't like... Right. Well, eventually, you know, it was stimulating yeah. stimulating yeah. the, the economy exactly. as a whole. And they and weren't doing... life. And they weren't doing anything wrong. It's just that they lived a different way and they, you know, had different practices than people thought. The big thing of it was people thought they were heathens because they... They like to have a lot of sex. Yeah, sexual exploration and, <laughs> and know, that living bad. a non-judgmental lifestyle as a whole. Right. And, you know, those people, the, those old people, I mean, they freaked out and they wouldn't have, they didn't want anything to do with that. So, um, you know, but they weren't, you know, they started off again as, as a peaceful people. And then, you know, if you end up, you know, if you, if you guys end up looking into it or you end up, you know, you already kind of know about it, then you know that eventually it actually went very bad. <laughs> yeah, very fast. Very you know? fast. And like, I think the whole span of this was like four or five years. It, yeah, it took a while. And, um, you know, so it ended up getting the Roshnishas, which were, again, peaceful people, ended up pushing back. And, you know, they were they were sick and tired of being attacked. I mean, frankly... And, um, you know, they ended up doing some, some really awful shit um, well, to the townspeople. It's like the lady that was in Wild Wild Country, she said, you know, she made that quote of, you know, pick your enemies wisely because you become your enemies. And that's right. essentially what happened. But then even beyond that, they, they in turn then became the enemy because of, because of, of the who push. they were fighting. Right. They, you know, they ended up having to overcome that so they ended up going to even more extreme measures but then once they overcame it they didn't stop they just continued to go because their enemies just became larger it became a a thousand friends of Oregon and then it became the actual United States government so it was like each time that they they took on these battles it just got worse and worse and worse and and it did. I mean, not to say that it, that it wasn't difficult, but they did handle the situation incorrectly. I mean, imagine if they wouldn't have retaliated. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, when you're talking, when you're talking revolution, <laughs> you know, they're kind of, <laughs> there typically tends to be, you know, some type of uh, a bad there. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It just, it got too much. And, and that's where, you know, the, all of a sudden now the Rajneesh, Raj, Rajneeshis, um, ended up being, you know, volatile. They ended up being not a good, not a good cult, you know. Right. So it, it's just, it's one of those things. Well, and it wasn't even like the Rajneeshis as a whole. It was the people that were trying to protect the commune and protect, you know, their vision. And I feel like they kind of got pulled off of where they wanted to go because there was so much outside source that was playing a role in the interference you know they didn't really have a choice they had to move forward in some way and they chose to move forward and you know not the most pleasant of ways and it's just it kind of like puts things in perspective a little bit like you know you know as you overcome certain obstacles in your life 
that just welcomes in even harder obstacles to come in because you're you're growing and you're doing more and it it's becomes battle after battle after battle so it really just depends on what you believe in and how you portray what it is that you believe in and these people ended up doing that in a very negative way and kind of gave themselves a bad name even though they weren't bad people well i feel like it, it was just again just back to that you know they started off with a really good vision um they had a really good reason to fight and, and i mean i'm not saying their reasoning to fight was was bad um you know even after all that but you know i think that they got that the superiority got got to them i mean i think that they end up thinking that um you know they could they could then take over even more i mean you know even like uh you know uh back one you know he the, the leader essentially um you know he got really bad into drugs and stuff and it's just you know he just took that wrong path and you know he let he let those you know bad influences kind of take over and um you know he kind of lost sight of his original idea and so you know it's just again i, I think with a lot of the bad cults you know they just have that uh, need to um at the end i guess when they've reached you know cult them you know they 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 just let those extreme ideals take over and you know it's it can be unfortunate you know, so like in the case of like the, the Rajneeshis, they started off really awesome and then ended up going into this dark thing. Or, you know, of course they can be, um, they can have really bad, like they can already have like a bad idea in place. Like, um, like Jim, Jim Jones, he was already a bad person. Like he ended up creating a cult. I mean, this isn't exactly why, but he created this cult because he had issues of his own i mean he did it for the wrong reasons and he ended up i mean I, I believe he was a narcissist um he ended up gaining all these followers and stuff like that and then um people started asking him you know not people but like the rest of the world was kind of looking into his cult and his ideals and stuff and they were like you know kind of questioning his way of life um for the simple fact that he was a you know a cult leader and he did have a cult um but you know that that's kind of where he took the turn and decided to kill you know 900 people <laughs> right. and obviously that's not good um so it just depends you know and again uh you know charles manson he he had this bigger idea of starting a race war and taking down the government and stuff like that um when you know realistically most people think that he just did it because he was jilted because he had written he was a songwriter and he would actually play the music too and um he was never signed on to anything as a matter of fact he claims that certain musicians stole his music um and hmm. you know so he yeah and so he just wanted to take it out on when they when they when he assembled the masses and um had the group go in and um and when they killed sharon tate and all those people he thought that a muse a certain music producer lived at that house and it wasn't even that's not even where that person lived and so um you know the group went in and killed the wrong people anyway so and you know i guess at that point you know i don't know he already started so he didn't stop um you know which is an interesting thing i mean you know what is it why do these people follow do you think i mean you know i don't really know because you just think they want to be a part of something or 
Yeah, I think that a lot of people are lost and just kind of want to find a place to fit in. Yeah. And, you know, then they kind of find that place that they feel like they fit in and then it turns out to not necessarily be what they expected. But, you know, it doesn't always affect that person directly. You know, they might not actually even realize what's going on on the higher up side you know the higher ups could be doing some shady stuff but the people that are actually following are you know doing what they need to do and the people that are actually representing these followings are actually giving the negative image so really you just never know if it's actually the following as a whole or if it's just the individual people that play a major role right right i mean one thing that kind of makes a cult leader a cult leader is that you know they take in these individuals that are already kind of down on their luck and you know they promise them certain things um you know going back to joe exotic and and his his two husbands not even just his husbands anybody that he has he had working for him at his rescue at a zoo um, we're down on their luck people, you know, but he had two husbands that were both straight and, you know, they, they married them and that's because he fed them gifts and, you know, he, he fed them drugs and he was trying to, you know, kind of fill a hole in their life, um, you know, which made them codependent. And so, I mean, that's, you know, and that, that's what a cult leader does. I mean, they take in these people that are already broken, they're already searching for purpose and they, um, you know, they, they try to give them that purpose, you know. Yeah. They use their wants and needs to utilize gain. Right. And it's in a, it's a type of manipulation, um, you know, very similar in like domestic violence situations, you know, where you end up becoming the victim of that is because, you know, you're already you've already got something going on, you know, with yourself. You're already kind of soul searching. And here comes this person that seems great and wonderful because they are, you know, they might, and they might, they might be filling a hole in one aspect of your life. And while they're, they're busy filling that hole, they're, they're in your mind digging more. So, yeah, you know, which, which makes it, you know, again, not a good combination, but then, you know, but then you stay because they did, you know, they held up their end of the bargain. So you feel like you have to, you know, hold up yours. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that, um, I don't think that I would ever, you know, join a cult. I, yeah, I just don't I think, don't you know, I'm pretty good about seeing through people's bullshit. So <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to be a problem. You know, I have been in, in a, in a abusive relationship. Um, and, and I know why now. I mean, when I go back and look at, look at myself and see how I got trapped into that, I mean, then I could see again you know comparing those two i could see how easy it is to fall into something like that because it it does make sense um but no nowadays um i think i'm good (laughs) well yeah it's like my my mom well me and my whole family were abused Mm -hmm. for years and you know it was physically mentally and emotionally but then it was like as a child i watched my mom you know get us out of that situation and that wasn't an easy situation to move on from but then she fell victim to just say mental abuse or emotional abuse or mental and emotional abuse because it doesn't have the the physical aspect to come with it it doesn't seem as severe 
So, you know, as a child, I would see that. And, you know, even knowing what was going on, even to this day, like, I found myself in similar types of relationships. And I just kind of look at myself and I'm like, how did I end up here? You know, like... Because it's just so... It happens so fast. It's It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. It is. You know, it's just... You don't even... And sometimes, you know, I've had some relationships where I look back and, you know, hindsight, man, it's it's a bitch. And and then you start seeing things and you're like, wow, that really... It, it makes sense later on, you know, because you just couldn't... You couldn't see it then. You know, you had your, your rose-tinted glasses on yeah. and you just... You're, you're thinking that, you know, this is good or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could definitely see how people, you know, fall into that, um, you know, that cult mentality on things. And, um, you know, like I said, the, the word cult is, is much bigger than just, you know, just well, you know, Heaven's I, Gate or, what, you know, whatever, Waco, you know, it's, it's bigger than that. It is. Well, and when it comes to cults, too, there's, you know, varying degrees, too. It's like, you know, some people... Like the Rajneeshis, they right. were involved with a lot of illegal activity, like you know, uh, immigration fraud and right. tax evasion. Right. And you know, yeah, that's that's wrong, but that's to a different standard than you know, killing uh, nine hundred right. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not it's, like it the religious yeah. aspect of it, yeah. or you know, the right. spiritual yeah. part. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like the the different elements that kind of come into play with different cults is, is kind of all over the place. Right. You know, different people, it, it, it all generally starts out the same, but then it all kind of crumbles for different reasons. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to be able to see like, okay, well, this dude ended up convincing people to kill themselves right right and then it's like you know these people just didn't pay their taxes <laughs> right you know? or, yeah or they just they just hung out in the commune while the leaders poisoned an entire town right <laughs> you know and they didn't they had no idea that was even going on i mean so it's not necessarily i mean that is a sad thing i mean the true the true victims of the of cults are the cult members you know, they, um, they really, you know, take, take the, the shit end of the stick and, you know, they're, they're stuck with the mess because, you know, they're forever associated with that or, you know, whatever, um, politics, politics in itself is, is, is kind of a cult, you know, the different, the different sides of, of politics is kind yeah. of, you know, because you'll just, because, you know, maybe, maybe your politician said something, you know, the one that you, that you, you're rooting for, maybe they said something that, is you know so important to you maybe they support a specific you know a specific way of thinking that is so important to you you know that you know you don't you don't give a shit about what else they're doing or you know whatever um you know which is horrible which we're not gonna you know get too much into politics themselves um you know but you'll ignore it uh one one thing that I had seen on social media one day was, you know, say you have a party and say, you know, you invite the whole neighborhood and, you know, one neighbor comes in and uh, shits on the floor. Okay. But they brought the best casserole in the world. Okay. Everybody's just, oh, everybody's digging this casserole. They're all eating it up and it's wonderful and it's great, you know, 
that doesn't negate the, f- the fact that that guest still shit on the floor. You know, there's still shit on the floor. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, and that's, that's kind of how, you know, that's kind of how we are as, as a people. I mean, as humans, we kind of just, you know, we, we tend to, to forgive pretty easily. Um, you know, so, you know, and that's natural. There's nothing wrong with, with forgiving easily. Um, you know, but there are certain things that you have to still kind of watch out for and, and have your, your boundaries on, you know, otherwise, right. you know, you end up drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I had this one coworker and, you know, he put it in, you know, we weren't talking about cults or anything, but he put like terms of being, you know, taken advantage of, you right. know, if he called it the coffee table rule. If you have okay. somebody come over to your house uh-huh. and they put your feet on the coffee table uh-huh. and you don't say anything that first time, that allows them to basically have the upper hand because okay. then from that point on, they are under the impression that it's okay for their feet to be okay. on the coffee table. So if you were then to, at a later date, say something like, hey, can you not put your feet on my coffee table? It's going to be like, okay, well, you why let is me it do a it before, now? Right. You, you let know, me do it before. It, yeah. It's, yeah. In that instance, becomes more of an attack, quote unquote. But you know, it kind of comes down to the the basis of cults. You know, you kind of come into these situations, and if you don't stand firm in what you believe, and you kind of justify the actions of others, then it just kind of becomes this vicious cycle of you know letting people get away with things that they necessarily shouldn't get away with. Right. And it, it starts out with small things right. and then eventually turns into bigger things because kind of like with the Rajneeshis where they, you know, their enemies kept getting bigger and bigger, right. you right. know, so do their battles. And right. that, that is essentially what's happening is each time there's this expansion, you know, it comes with, okay, we got to get more control. We got to get more followers, wh- whatever the instance may be. Yeah. Well, like, well, like with Heaven's Gate, I mean, it didn't start off with, you know, um, you know, hey, by the way, there's space Jesus and we're all <laughs> right. going to kill ourselves in order to meet him and get on his spaceship. Like it didn't start that way. Right. If somebody came up to you on the street and said, you know, hey, <laughs> would you kill yourself to meet space Jesus? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to be like. Fuck no, I'm not, I don't want right. to space like, Jesus. <laughs> right, and so you know, it didn't start off with you know that. It's a slow build. It's a slow process, and you know, it starts off with you know just the little things, the little lies here and there, and they might even make sense initially. Scientology is a lot like that. If you start looking into Scientology in the beginning, when you really start looking into, it, and I won't get too much into it because Scientology is just. I mean, fuck, we might have to cover That's that on fun. another day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we might have to just cover Scientology one time. Um, but if, if you start, like, reading into it initially, like, a lot of their ideas and stuff are pretty believable. I mean, they're pretty it's, – it's really not that, not that far-fetched. And then they get into just crazy shit. I mean, as it goes down and as you would end up – you know, if you ended up putting in all the time and effort into the teachings, I mean, it just gets fucking nuts. And yeah. so, you know, at that point, then you know, like, okay, this isn't for me. <laughs> like, right, I need, like I'm I need, in 2D. Right, <laughs> this is bad. Um, you know, and that's just any, you know, any of them. They're all like that. You know, they're all they're all that way. And, um, you know, most of them have that theme of, like, you know, some type of theme of, of love to it, you know. Um, and you can apply that anywhere. I mean, Charles Manson, he was a, he was a big hippie, and he was attracting other hippies to his commune. And you know that again, they were all, they're all about love and peace and, and greatness. And then they went on to kill people. 
you know, then you have um, the Rajneeshas were, were the same way. They were, you know, love and peace and, and tranquility and, and stuff like that, transcendence. And, you know, then they went on to, you know, commit these, these crimes and, you know, poison a whole town of people and, you know, it just all kind of has the same. The big cat people, the big cat yeah. people started off with, you know, their vision was, was love. They loved these animals. And I think that they all, all of them truly did love these animals, but they all just lost sight, you know, because they took it to that extreme and they, they gained that superiority com- complex and they just couldn't stop. I mean, it's almost, it's, it's addicting. Well, it's like they say, you know, once a, you know, once a dog draws blood, like it, it's, it's right. vicious for the rest of its life. And, you know, there probably is some type of aspect to that. I mean, I believe that, you know, it, it, it becomes addicting to gain that victory. You know, winning is great. Everybody wants to win, <laughs> you know, so why wouldn't they continue to, you know, build and build and build upon that win? Um, so I don't know. But I think that, you know, the basics to it is uh, guys don't go joining cults. Yeah. Um, you know, you definitely don't want to get mixed in with any of that um if you or a loved one are are at risk for joining a cult um <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't have any advice please email us right that. just email us at, at on wednesdays we talk weird at gmail.com <laughs> we will um we will personally drive to your house and uh or to their interview house you and uh... we will interview you oh yeah for one yes if you are in a cult if you have escaped a cult um, or, you know, you were thinking about joining a cult, um, please, we would love to interview you. That would be, I think that would be really cool. Um, but <laughs> don't do it guys. It's not a good idea. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, with that being said, is, I mean, is there anything else, you know, we'd like to add to the, to the cult talk? You know, I think it, it mostly just kind of boils down to not only the effect that these cults have on the members, but also the people and the immediate surroundings. You know, it's like, yeah. even with something like, you know, Harry Potter, like, people yeah. Yeah. follow that, like, crazy. Like, yeah. everybody knows our houses. There's scarves and purses and, like, everything to just, like, signify what yeah. your house is. But then there's also people that aren't a part of that, that, you know, it might seem minuscule but they're just annoyed and it aggravates them to see it right and you know that's just like to put it on like a scale that's relatable in our day-to-day life but i think a lot of it really you know it comes down to like being you know what's the time period you know if you know if it's like back in the the days when the kkk was like Huge, and I mean it still is kind of huge. That's another cult, yeah. You know, it in that time frame, a lot of those people thought they were right because it's what they were taught. So it also depends on the influence from our external environments that really play a role in what kind of shapes us and pushes us into these different groups of people that could be considered cults. Yeah, you know what that necessarily means, and I think you know cult doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation but it usually does well like that's the bad thing like we kind of mentioned like um like housewives earlier so another another kind of cult like mentality is you know you have these um these people like me like i'm i'm a single mom okay i have i have a young child and um you know people are kind of shocked because i still continue to have my own individuality and my own personality 
instead of, you know, taking the fact that I'm a mom and just completely identifying with that. Right. And, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of a, a weird kind of, that's a cult-like mentality. I mean, yeah. you know, why should you strictly identify with one thing? Just like you said with the Harry Potter stuff. Oh, so, you know, I love Harry Potter. It's great. It's wonderful. I mean, Harry Potter's cool, but like, there's people that like make it their entire fucking life. Yeah. Like, that's all they talk about. That's all they, they, they want to watch or read or, you know, get into. And, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's pretty well, weird. And that's, you know, <laughs> why time periods have a role in that too because right. it's like you know that used to be like the thing like it, a woman's place was in the home right and that still to this day is a standard for some it people is, yeah. and then so when somebody steps outside of those bounds it kind of threatens their their ideas of what makes a woman what makes right. a mother right. and you know I don't think that it's anybody's place to really decide on what, what you that, do um, right. yeah right and you or know what that so means for you if somebody wants to be a housewife great you know everything has its struggles right. everything has its positives and its negatives and you know you just kind of have to weigh it out and see if it works for you yeah. if it does great if it doesn't you gotta find something you know you can't just well and again stick to it because it's what you know i mean i think that you know the takeaway from this is just to not um, don't let one thing consume your entire identity. Right. Being in That's where it's dangerous. Right. That's where it's dangerous. I mean, like, yes, it's great that you're a mom, you know, or whatever. Um, but, like, you can do other things, too. Do you remember? Do you remember what it was like before you were a mom? Right. <laughs> you know, do you even have any idea that, you know, there's different hobbies and things that you used to like to do? Um, or whatever. Uh, I mean, whatever it is that, that you're applying to this case. I mean, again, it's just, it's good to keep an open mind about things. Um, you know, but it's not, it's not good to obsess, um, over any certain way of thinking, you know, because then that stops us from growing as a people and, you know, whatever. I mean, if you want to, oh, go ahead. Just like the cults though, right. as they grow, their battles get harder. So right. just as we grow as individuals, the battle gets harder we right. have to continue to be ourselves but also be those aspects of ourselves at the same time well i feel like we're getting a little spiritual here yeah. i think it's i think it's time well me. everything's kind of coming together making you really making me not you i guess making me really think that humanity is the cult Ooh, that's that is deep i mean, <laughs> I mean, we kind of are in our own little... Right. How have we uh, gotten our sense. direction all this time? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, what? what is the big picture? Are we just <laughs> a bunch of little cults within a giant cult? Okay, listen, now you're just getting ahead of yourself. There's, there's many more Wednesdays to come here, folks. Um, <laughs> what I was getting at was, I think, you know, with all the spiritual talk here, I think it's uh, I think it's time to get into some, uh, some tarot. I think we should... Tarot. Think we should do our weekly reading here. So it's that time of the week. It's the moment you guys have all waited for. We're gonna go ahead and do our weekly tarot reading here. What uh, what do we have to expect for the coming week? So we ended up talking about time periods, and I happen to have my Deva tarot with me, which is a vintage tarot deck. So I feel like it's kind of suiting for. What we were just talking about. What year is that from? Uh, I believe 1986. Okay. Wow. All right. So we got the Princess of Discs. Not dicks. Discs. 
<laughs> princess of dicks, that's me. <laughs> and uh, princess of wands, which, you know, could be princess of dicks. Also me. Because <laughs> it's funny, the wands actually is in representation of... Of the ma- masculinity. Yeah. yeah, it's masculine. Um, so, <clears throat> we have essentially an energy of standing in your power but also being able to take a step back and re-examine kind of what it is that you envision for yourself um and then we also have the two of cups come out too so you know that can be signifying that there is going to be a unity of your creative passions and your home life or your physical reality so being able to intertwine those two together in a way that um, makes your cup overflow. Uh, Would you say there's abundance, abundance. at play here? There definitely could be abundance. <laughs> uh, you know, so, I mean, we have the two of cups, which is, you know, sometimes seen as, you know, soulmates or divine counterparts. But that's not always the case. It could just be sure. two different aspects coming into union. So if there's any kind of conflict that's been going on, it could resolve. Um, especially if it is within the home um, or within your finances or anything like that. Uh, there could be a resolve on the horizon. Uh, but yeah, that actually sounds really good. So uh, I think that's a, a really good reading because, you know, we do have different aspects of ourselves like we talked about a little bit and you know we have to not only be those small aspects of ourselves but also ourselves as a greater whole so being able to incorporate all of these tiny facets of who we are to express to the world um, kind of what we have to offer and what what it is that we bring to the table so I feel like there's a a lot of expression that's going to happen that's going to really well, and that, that really makes sense because a lot of people are, you know, for one, everybody's spending a lot of time at home. It yeah. is it is a good time to sit and reflect on yourself with this time. Um, and then, you know, people in the arts community, I mean, you guys are really tearing it up. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, we've just, everybody's kind of found their, their voice right now. And well, so, I mean, they, they have been for a long time. And I think people are now starting to realize, like, wow, the arts really do have a major impact really in the world. Right, because exactly. Because what would we be doing at home? Right, You know, we exactly. don't, couldn't watch TV, we couldn't listen to music. Like, all of that is art. So it's like, right. you know, and I feel like that, you know, could be, uh, you know, representing the Princess of Wands because, you know, the Wands is all about creativity, passions, and fire. So, you know, whatever drives you forward gotta express it okay well guys let us know if that resonates with you at all um you know as always we are um you know we're always open to taking in more topics um we did not pull um from the jar during this episode um but that's okay um you know we'll uh we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week and we'll definitely we'll be back here again um you know but i guess until then i mean we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.